From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, the majority of Ipswich City Council's new committees met for the first time this week. The most detailed report in recent memory about the health of Ipswich waterways, including the Bremer River, has been made public, and it's worth a read. For businesses, there will likely be another round of COVID funding support next month. And is there a final recommendation on the future of Swifts in Cameron Park? It's Friday, August 21, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Changes to the number of council committees came into effect this month. There are now six committees. Community, Culture, Arts and Sport, Economic and Industry Development, Environment and Sustainability, Governance and Transparency, Growth, Waste and Infrastructure and the previously established Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee. A mayoral minute in May asked Council to provide a report on the state of Ipswich rivers and waterways. The committee was presented with three individual reports this week which highlighted the complex nature of the city's waterways and the number of players involved. Council was advised it was only one player in the broader management of waterways and catchments governed by no less than 12 different acts. Council's Manager for Environment and Sustainability, Kay Kavanagh, gave an overview to the meeting. Uh, This morning's report is around the Bremer River and Ipswich waterways Um, and as Councillor Milligan has pointed out is in response to the Merrill Minute presented to Council in May 2020 seeking a full report on what Council's roles and responsibilities are in the management of our waterways and also some of those high level actions and investment priorities. Bremer River and Waterway Health Report provides an overview of our legislative framework in which we work, the key stakeholders and their roles and responsibilities, the health status of the Bremer River and the priority investment actions to help improve the health of our waterways. Some of the key takeaways from the report are that there is a wide range of Commonwealth and state legislation and policies that cover the management of waterways. There are a number of groups, government agencies and regional bodies that all play a part. Since the commencement of the South East Queensland Ecosystem Health Monitoring Program and the annual report card in 2001, the Bremer River estuary has rated um, relatively poorly for waterways in South East Queensland, often receiving an F to a D rating. And the freshwater reaches tend to rate just slightly better uh, with a D to C grade. Some of the key drivers for poor waterway health are high nutrient loads, high turbidity or sediment, low dissolved oxygen, lower than expected fish and invertebrate diversity and poor riparian vegetation. The Waterway Health Report also includes some recommended high level investment priorities. Uh, These priorities consider increased resourcing for compliance for erosion and sediment control, an increase in the delivery of our waterway restoration projects such as planting along riverbanks and supporting landholders to manage waterways on their um, private properties. 
The second report that's um, presented as part of this is the waterway health strategy. So that strategy has since been re um, renewed from the original strategy in 2009. The strategy provides a framework for citywide and subcatchment based actions to improve the health but also accessibility to our waterways. And the key actions are themed around channel management, riparian corridor management, wetlands and floodplains and community engagement. Supporting these two documents is a background report and the background report is a comprehensive capture of best practice data, studies and other information that's relevant to management of waterways in Ipswich and is a key informing document for the development of the strategy. So overall, the three reports presented today provide a framework to support Council in prioritising investment uh, and our actions to move forward in improving waterway health in Ipswich. Mayor Theresa Harding had prompted this report through a mayoral minute. Whilst I move this as a mayoral motion, Chair, um, I know in discussions with the councillors there was, and during the campaign, there was a, this was the, our river, and, and I'm, I may be quoting you, or misquoting you, Councillor Madsen, for calling it a working river. I think I've heard you... Uh, called the Bremen River a working river because it has been a working river over 60, 160 years. And um, last year, um, Ipswich author and, historic, and historian Margaret Cook released a book called River with a City Problem, which I think was, um, mm. it's, it's a, a brilliant book that I read over, over Christmas. I know a lot of people have read the book, but it does show that there's, and so I, I, I was, I guess, a little bit confused as to how the magnitude of, of how do we fix a river. I have, it's not something I've ever done before. And in reading this report um, from council officers, I can see that there are 12 acts of, of parliament that, that cover our rivers. There are 11 organisations involved. And sort of going through the maps, there are certainly four catchment areas that we, that we have in our city. And if I look at page, I think, 22, 149 and, and 23, I was going to read a, a paragraph there because um, it just shows the scale of what we're looking at. It's not a, a quick fix. Um, it says it would be reasonable through targeted long-term investment to aspire to achieving a report card of grade C or C plus in the Bremer. Based on an understanding of previous actions, this may take at least 20 to 30 years um, for action now to come to fruition. Um, the previous waterways health strategy lists a vision to improve the health of Ipswich waterways to achieve and maintain a D plus rating for the Bremer estuary and a C rating for the freshwater tributaries by 2031. And I think the people of Ipswich, I don't think, would be happy to hear the D plus. I think a C or a C plus would be a minimum, but obviously it's something that takes a long time. So this is certainly a better report that was an eye opener for me. Councillor Jacob Madsen encouraged everyone to read the report. There's a lot of public education we seem to need to do so that people understand all the impacts in the report. I'd encourage everybody, everybody and anybody to read it. Um, things like the tidal impact was something I hadn't really thought about previously before. It means that the Bremer River can't flush as such. Um, Noting these difficulties, like it's important that we communicate that broadly so people understand what realistic goals are. But at the same time, I feel there's always been this undercurrent in Ipswich that people still want action taken to improve the river. They very much want us as the political class of Ipswich to roll our sleeves up and get on with it and you know commit to something that's going to see that improvement. Um, so while we note the difficulties involved, in improving the river and how long it may be, I still think that we have to be conscious of these are all obstacles we can overcome 
if we, you know, get on with it and get started. The full report is available online at Ipswich City Council's website. The ongoing and somewhat prickly issue of the proposed sale of a council asset to Swifts in Cameron Park was back on the agenda. At this week's inaugural meeting of the Governance and Transparency Committee, the item was first up. CEO David Farmer gave an update to the meeting to open discussions. Uh, the Mayor and I and uh, Council Officer met with the Chair and another representative of Swifts approximately three weeks ago, would it have been, Mayor? Um, 29th of July. 29th of July. And, uh, and went through a, a range of options and uh, we committed to provide some feedback to them and I wrote a letter to them at that point in time and said if the council did um, choose to uh, go to community consultation on this process, on, on the potential sale of this asset, um, these would be the basic um, terms and conditions that we would follow. Mayor Theresa Harding went on to read part of the letter sent recently to Swifts. I think no matter what decision is made here, we're going to have residents happy and upset. Is it OK if I... Yeah, that would be fine. Is it OK, Chair? Um, in a letter that, that the CEO sent on the 7th of August, um, it did state that, um, I guess if we were looking at option three, I guess, Council would coordinate this community consultation on the proposal to dispose of the facility to Swifts which will be subject to the reasons behind SWIFT's desire to purchase the facility and its proposed plans to support the disposal. SWIFT will need to provide all relevant information requested by Council in order to deliver an open, ethical and transparent community engagement process that meets the expectations of the members of the public and local residents and helps them make an informed decision on the proposal. An open and accountable process will ensure the public understands SWIFT's future plans for the site as well as other implications of Council's disposal of this asset to your organisation. It is particularly important to outline any planned changes to the facility or operation of the club that will impact neighbours. There has been some debate during this process concerning the potential involvement of third party organisations such as East Leagues. If this could be addressed from the outset, it will assist in the streamlining the consultation process and ensuring transparency. The board would need to be available for any consultation or engagement with the members of the public on this matter and also provide information to respond to any reasonable requests made by the public. Provided that SWIFTS commit to the above requirements and given your advice that the club's intention is that the current footprint of the facility will remain and with a number of comparatively modest adjustments to improve functionality, there will be no requirement for the master plan. As you might appreciate, Council did not support the disposal based on the outcomes of the previous community consultation led by SWIFTS. This was on the basis of feedback from stakeholders that the process did not meet reasonable expectations of a community consultation process, in particular that the public were not fully informed. So I just thought it would be, I think when we put this up to the Ordinary Council meeting, Chair, if we could put that letter, I think it would be good for, the, for all parties to be aware of that. Deputy Mayor Marnie Doyle was seemingly frustrated she could not find out how the proposed footprint size was originally determined. Thank you. Can I just, <clears throat> through the Chair, clarify one thing? In the discussions with SWIFTS, uh, have we confirmed the footprint, the size that they're happy no. to take? My understanding and my, my own investigations and discussions here with Council officers is that the, the survey plan, the proposed survey plan, the dimensions of that 
are greater than their existing footprint mm -hmm. that, that they operate from. No one can clarify to me who drove the, the size of the proposed survey plan. So I want to make sure that we understand if we move forward in the sale of an asset that it would a new survey plan would be required, a new proposed survey plan, to bring it back to their existing footprint. CEO David Farmer responded. Well, the detail of what we would go out with would be absolutely explicit in the community consultation, and we can confirm between now, should, count, should the committee recommend that we go out to community consultation on sale, before the council meeting we will confirm uh, detail of an exact footprint um, or, or, you know, essentially, an, if it's unsurveyed, but a, a fundamentally, uh, what's the word, an approximate footprint um, by the survey to confirm to go out on consultation with. I don't. Th I think the community doesn't need that lack of certainty, and that sort of lack of certainty in consultation is a thing that uh, makes those things fall apart. Deputy Mayor Marnie Doyle again. I see this as a, a material piece of information that yeah, residents absolutely. absolutely want to know and it will impact their decision or sorry the, the feedback they give there I believe will probably be some appetite to move the asset the ownership to Swift's under the current footprint but I would suggest there is zero appetite to give any further parkland away it's a critical piece and for, for whatever reason I'm unable to determine who drove the dimensions of that proposed survey plan and I think respectfully it's where it possibly all went a bit pear-shaped. Ordinary meetings of council have now moved to a Thursday. So the next meeting will be held Thursday 27th of August 2020 in the council chambers and will be live streamed as usual through council's YouTube channel. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today website or Facebook page and leave a message. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.